It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Jeff Detrow. Wow, Jeff Detrow, thank you for coming. Your wife was here the other day and she said you'd be pretty good. <laughs> well, let's see if she was right. Um, she did say that I should ask if you had a resume um, or any, um, you know, like a LinkedIn that I could look at to get a little bit about your background. <laughs> <laughs> well, the both of us were DJs, just like you. A Hall of Fame. I, I was a DJ for... Forever, this is the only job I ever had, Frank. Oh my gosh! I, I mowed lawns for Gene Buchanan across the street. Yeah, and uh, then uh, that summer I had a, a, a choice between my brother was already at the radio station yeah. in town, and I had a choice between uh, mowing lawns again. This is Ohio, Indiana. Where are we? Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. same difference. <laughs> <laughs> One's flatter. That's about it. And uh, and or working at the radio station. Great. And the the lawn mowing was not air conditioned. Mm -hmm. And I went to work on my fourteenth birthday. Was my first day. Wow. Well, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm I've been in radio for forty years yeah. myself. I mean, yeah. it seems hard to believe to me. And what a blessing! Huh? Oh my God! What a blessing to to get paid for what you got sent out. Of you the got hall paid. For it at school. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and the reality of it is that um, you were Jeff on the legendary Jeff and Jerry show on. Uh, Many stations in Seattle. I'm sorry, Seattle. Many stations in San Diego. I'm excited because I was already in my mind wanting to say KFM BFM <laughs> because those are some of the coolest call letters in the history uh, of KFM, radio. KFM BFM. But you were on the Q station. What were you on out there? Everything. Yeah, because you guys we were like um, mercenaries, Hessians, radio Hessians. <laughs> because you had enough of a following that the audience would go with you, and that's what a tribute to you and Jerry. Yeah, what a what a fine honor that people yeah. would do that. Oh, that people that people would ever care what mm -hmm. you say. Like, and it still would hit me. Like I'd tell some story, just like you do, you know, from your life. Yeah. Uh, about my son in the garage or something. And then somebody a couple of weeks later say, "I heard that." I'm like, "What? People are out there listening." Yeah. To that? Yeah, and they relate, and that's the magic of the successful morning show, whether it's a duo or a solo act. Mostly, it's duos because that the conversation between you and your partner is what draws out these things that you didn't maybe plan on saying in that way, but you say it in a natural way that the audience says. I know that guy. I, I did that. I feel that. Well, uh, I'm happy to be your partner today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, and I occasionally would tune in once, once internet radio became a thing. So I was um, probably in around, you know, 99, 2000, I had a job where I was working at an internet radio company in Marina Del Rey, mm -hmm. and I was working on the midday show. So I would have to go in at 6 or 7, and instead of listening to any of the Los Angeles stations, which were, that was too easy. I just had to, I could listen to them in the car. Uh -huh. I would get on my little computer, which, of course, this is novel in the year 2000, and I would dial up the Jeff and Jer show, and I would listen to you guys. And I think, oh, that's what, that sounds great. <laughs> well, let's see if I've still got anything. No, you're dead. It's over. <laughs> now, speaking of dead, I, I, I know that you know from previous episodes that Frank is wearing the Dig Guy shirt. Yes, this is a beautiful gingham. Yeah, Look at this. I'm that like, is nice. This, it's, this is, your wife helped me pick this one out from the stash of yeah. uh, uh, Eddie Manis's Dead Dad's shirts. Yeah, from the estate sale, right? I think and and yeah. what was the, the volume price you um, I got, well, the shirts varied. There were some were two, some were three, some were five. I got 10 shirts for a total of $28. So on average, $2.80 per shirt. The, yeah, that's And this, is, this one's Old Navy, I think. I'm pretty well, sure. Let me see. Hold on. We'll be Here's right with you. Thank you. We'll be right back. It's a little, you know, 
make sure um, don't chug way too hard. Yeah, maybe. Want to survive and, and the show? It, it, yeah, the camera it doesn't really read gingham on the camera, but it's a really cool gingham. Somewhere yeah. there is a Bob Evans restaurant oh. without the tablecloth. Yeah, look at me. Um, well, uh, you know, I don't know. If we have tablecloths on the merch show store, but we do have uh, oh, beach towels. I you can, love this. You can buy one of these. Uh, we looked it up. What did we say it was? Thirty-three dollars. Thirty-four dollars uh-huh. on the uh-huh. on the thirty-three dollars. But I think it's, but it's about the softest yeah. beach towel you ever got. You know what? It looks better than what I wore. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, look, my wife's here. Look. <laughs> Well, well, it's covering your mic, though, and we want to hear your dulcet tone. All right. So that does look good. It looks great. Yeah. We have. This is a nice item, Frank. There have, we do have some jerseys, some uh, all wraparound logo jerseys and other items uh, that you can get. Frankandfriendsshow.com slash store, like the mugs and the other drinkware and the other. There's just so much there. I love so. your logo. We have it on our um, refrigerator yeah. home on a magnet. Uh, yeah. Well, this was uh, Jody Collins kind of has that look. It's got that Smoky Mountain feel to it, but also that kind of that California or motel or that 50s, even an In-N-Out Burger sign. It's reminiscent, all the you know, motels and, bur- and burger joints and things like that. I just absolutely love it. And it goes well with our Seymour Smokies episodes when I'm doing the travel episodes. So those are fun. Um, and also make sure you uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we are getting so, so, so close to 700 subscribers. Please uh, smash that button for notifications. Yeah, you're so, well on your way. A thousand by Christmas. Yeah. A thousand by Christmas. That's reasonable. I'm, See, I'm look not at sure the man. what year, but... <laughs> that doesn't matter, but a slogan. See, that's the thing. A thousand by... Help this, help this man you know, Randy Lane, the, the consultants, Randy Lane, for example, used to say, you need to have a quest for your morning show. You need to, like, one, one station I worked on, they said, you've got to have a quest. So the idea was we're going to try to have the 405 renamed as the Johnny Carson Freeway. We never would, you know, as a pie-in-the-sky idea, but we made it a quest. And it becomes a thing uh, for serial listening to come back. So if the quest is 1,000 subscribers by Christmas, you can help with that because you subscribe, and all you've got to do is get, well, I signed up for another Gmail account. Um, because not because I was needed another subscriber. I mean, it happened to work out that way. But I signed up for another Gmail account because I've got um, my father's old uh, photo slides. And I'm going to start scanning them, but I need some place to put them. And my Google storage is full. So I had a friend who, every time she ran out of Google storage, would just sign up for another Gmail account. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, sure. So I signed up for another Gmail account. And uh, I'm using it to, to scan these, these slides from my youth and put them there in the Google Photos on that account with a new batch of storage. I have no idea what you just said. The internet. I, I have no idea what that is. What well, you, do you what? You, you see the slides over there, those boxes of codex slides. Okay. So you know what those are. So yeah. I bought a little digital. Transparency. Yeah, I bought yes. a, a little digital scanner. So I put the slide in the thing, and, I, and it, it shows me on the little mini screen. I push a button, and it makes a, a JPEG. Well, nice. And anyway, but I have all of them, and, I, and, and they, I, what am I going to do with them? I need to share them with my sisters, because they're in the pictures, too. It's my dead father's. Photos, all the memories of, of our lives that have been locked away in my mother's basement. I mean, my father's been dead almost 40 years. You know, so these pictures are from the, yeah. the 70s. I have like two pictures of me as a kid. Like yeah. Two, that's it. But there's uh, but there's a hundred of them what in those slots. treasury. So I need to do that, but I don't have enough storage on my um, online clouds. 
I filled up Dropbox. I, I am the, I'm very close to filling up my Google storage, my Google Drive. I'm understanding much of this. Yeah. So I signed up for another account. I made up a new email address and another account so that I can just put all the photos in that account and keep it separate and to share the albums with my sisters and not get it mixed up with all my other you know, work photos for the show. Well, thanks for having me on. This was just, <laughs> I enjoyed this so much. <laughs> uh, and, and I do know from uh, you talking about your, your slide project over here that you are like so many of us. You overly research any decision or purchase. The paralysis by analysis. <laughs> because, it's true. Well, I mean, I do. We'll talk about Dr. Bass in a little bit, but he um, has carousel after carousel of slides of dead bodies. So many slides, so, so many dead bodies. And when we go to some gigs, when I'm his MC, um, the they can't use the slide projector. They have a digital projector only. So the only way to show the pictures is to digitize them. And he's very like, I don't want to digitize these. I don't want anybody messing with them. Yeah. So we found a trustworthy person who's on our, on our team. But she has this high-end flatbed scanner that's like $3,000. And it plugs into a laptop computer. So that's another couple of thousand. And you've got to have the software. And that's how it works. And you get the best possible resolution to the point where she can zoom in. And, we look, and Dr. Bass is looking at these slides like, I don't remember that slide. It's like, well, no, that's because we've zoomed in. And the, picture, oh, and the wow. quality is so good that we can look at the dead guy in the tree and, instead of the original version of the slide, which is kind of zoomed out. Is that the one with, that you got the shirts from? Um, the dead guy in the tree? No, no. He, uh, he blew himself up in a fireworks explosion, so he actually technically didn't have a shirt on. He was naked. But <laughs> he blew his clothes right off of him. But, <laughs> but, this is highly entertaining yes, today. So, so uh, I couldn't afford all of that. You know, I'm not, I need a new computer, yes, but I, I just also need yeah. to get the slides done before my sister's birthday so that... I can send Aunt Grace some pictures of my sister so they can surprise her at her birthday party. So now you're looking at different devices. So I'm looking, and they have these cheapo scanners, um, and I'm watching all the reviews, and they're just cheap plastic. Kristen, would you mind to pass me that box on the the shelf? Uh, Because I'll show you. Um, So I bought the medium version of it. Like, there's a thing called the Scanza, the Codex Scanza, and it's like the cheapest version. This one costs $20 more, but... Uh, the, some guy on the review said the reason you should get this one this is they're all still pretty cheap and they're all just you know they got the codec name on it but they're probably still all made what, what does it say uh, yeah uh, made in uh, China yeah. you know but he said the quality of the this part the carriage that you put the slides in is more durable uh-huh. so ultimately I bought this one and I've been satisfied with it I mean for my purposes and it's got these little doors to keep the dust out so I thought, okay, for the purposes of this experiment, I will use this um, device, and I'll be happy with it. All right? Uh-huh. So you put the slide in, and you turn it on, you, you know, and you push the button, and you make a picture. So, and do you research the heck out of everything? I did. I watched YouTube videos of a guy <laughs> comparing yeah. and contrasting the Scanza and whatever this one is called, Slide and Scan. Um, and I looked at reviews, and people hate these things. They think, oh, they're just terrible. And then the light bulb went off in my head. And I thought, you know, my father was a good photographer. Yes, these pictures are in pretty good quality. But what do we do with our beautiful digital photography? We take the best pictures in the history of mankind with our phones. Yeah. And what's the next thing we do with them? 
we run them through an Instagram filter to make them look crappy. <laughs> <laughs> to look like the pictures your dad took. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I scanned a few, I'm like, yeah, maybe they're not quite as good as the original slide would have looked on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. But they're certainly passable. And then it gives you the option to adjust the red, green, and blue on the on the box, on the physical box. There's all these little buttons for red, green, blue, blah, blah, blah. But it was too complicated. It occurred to me that when I upload these pictures to Google Photos, it says, would you like to fix the lighting? Yeah. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> and they do a better job of adjusting it than I would. Well, the thing about uh, researching the reviews before you buy something, um, I'm just always amazed. Like on Amazon, you, you go to... Uh, okay, like this bell yeah, right here. Yeah. The one that reminds people to... Subscribe right. on YouTube. Thank you. What's the woman's name we have to apologize to? Oh, Renee. Renee, sorry, that was too But that loud. was pretty deep in the episode, so she might have dozed off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For sure on this one. And uh, when you uh, look at the reviews, there'll be something like this on Amazon. Yeah. And like... I don't know, 1,200 people have written a review about this. Now, who's got time for that? I I haven't even filed my taxes for this year. When you discover a gem like the Hutzler Banana Slicer, and (laughs) you realize... Yeah. That's a real thing. Okay. And you realize that the gold for the Hutzler Banana Slicer is in the actual reviews, where people just write these... Works of literature. Oh, they go overboard. Oh, oh so overboard. Oh, in that's fact, fun. They even did this. It's Flying Anvil Theater one year in the um, in the Christmas show. They figured out a way to work the the reviews for the Hutzler Banana Slicer into the show because it was iconic as the most absurd of the Amazon reviews. But you're right. Every product has them. Yeah. Some are just, you read through it and you realize, oh, this person didn't even buy the same thing I'm looking at. And it can be very frustrating because... Most of the time, and it tra- talks me out of buying things. Oh. I've never found a review on Amazon that convinced me to actually buy the thing. If I want to actually buy it, I have to avoid the reviews and just go like this, like I did with the slide thing. I'm buying it anyway. Click. And it was Prime Day, and I had gotten enough gift cards for my birthday and Christmas last year to accumulate 100 and whatever it was, $20, $30. Uh, and I'm like, I'm buying it. <sighs> <laughs> That's the moment you release. Yeah. Yeah, that's when because it's a stress, such stress leading up to the moment. I mean, I, I was supposed to do this. What year is it? It's twenty twenty two. My mother died in twenty twenty. I picked up, I got the slides from her house probably at some point late twenty twenty. Maybe it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, after she died, we all went to the house for one last Thanksgiving, and they were starting to clear everything out. And I end up with the boxes of slide carousels in the car, and I drive them down to Tennessee. So it's not quite two years that I've been sitting on these slides saying, I'm going to buy a scanner, and I'm going to get them digitized. And uh, finally, you did. after looking at all, all that delay. I have somewhere here on my phone, I, uh, speaking of online reviews, some of the funniest ones, and I'll bet you've seen this too, are like on TripAdvisor or Yelp for for travel places and some of these little motels people just roast them 
Well, that was the best tease going into a commercial I've ever heard. Because <laughs> we're gonna that, we're gonna do that. In fact, I'll even, find it while you're talking about Doctor Bass. We even do a bit at Einstein Simplified called One Star Review, where you can yell out from the audience the name of some type of business, <laughs> and we'll find the one star review, read it on stage, and then act it out comedically. Oh, that's good. so that's a grand idea. But that's a fun improv. You know game. who you won't find one star reviews on because he's all he's four stars, five stars all the way. Is the great Dr. Bill Bass. And I don't know if I want to show you books or, 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 or uh, skulls or uh, hats, but I mean, if you're a Dr. Bill Bass groupie, I want uh, you to. How could you not be? Mm-hmm. How could you not be? The man's brilliant. Well, plus he's just such a fine person. He is a fine person, and he yeah. studies the dead, and uh, the dead tell tales. And Dr. Bass solves mysteries and crimes, um, and he started the Body Farm at the University of Tennessee. You know, and he's got all these different books that you can buy autographed by Dr. Bass. And of course, you can get this T-shirt also at BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. Um, the nonfiction books like Death's Acre, which is one of my favorites. That is so good because it tells the origin story of the Body Farm, or the Jefferson Bass. the Jefferson Bass. Where it's the same two guys, John Jefferson and Bill Bass. Um, John is the the daring do. He's the you know the character of Doctor Brockton is a an amalgam of the two of them. Uh-huh. Um, and John Jefferson is kind of the the younger guy who's more enaged with Doctor Brockton and goes out and does the wild things. You know the investigations, like goes to a a cockfight or goes you know and, and looks around at things where he shouldn't be maybe. Uh, whereas Doctor Bass in real life would stay back at the university and do the science and do the research and the experiment and figure out how long that person's been dead. I mean, he'll go to the crime scene and he'll you know he'll, he'll cut the hand off a prostitute and send it home in a bag with Art Bohannon and then. Before he's even done with the crime scene, Arpo Hammond's on the phone saying, oh, I matched the fingerprints. It's, uh, we know her name. And they solve the case much quicker that way. You know, Dr. Bass is not um, afraid of, of getting down there and, and doing the investigations. And those are the stories that are in this book. Uh, and you can also How many buy, prostitutes' hands has he killed? Well, there was a mass murderer, a serial killer here in Knoxville. Oh, this is one of his most famous. Zoo Man Husky. Uh-huh. So we believe, he worked at the zoo. Uh, and he would meet up with prostitutes and take them to Catawba Lane, which is alongside I-40, at the like around mile marker 400-ish, right? And, and there was a place, a dead-end street, and he would take them there and tell them he was going to pay them for sex, and then he would end up killing them. Now, one survived, and that's, I think, how the case was broken. Mm-hmm. You know, they, uh, but they found bodies there, and, uh, yeah, it's, it was a terrible case, and Dr. Bass had to take one of these corpses, which was beyond the recognition but she still had fingerprints so they used her fingerprints to figure out who she was and that helped solve all those cases bill bass is such a treasure for knoxville tennessee and like like i said before um you'd never know it when you meet him he's just humble yeah to the nth degree and he's 94 years old uh in august i think it's uh, august 30th is his birthday so on monday the 29th we're having the bill bass 94th birthday celebration it'll be at cherokee caverns they'll sell the tickets through cherokee caverns is it, well, it's either historic cherokee caverns.com or cherokee caverns.com it doesn't matter we'll have the link on uh, on bone zones i think both websites work i think they were smart enough at cherokee caverns to sign up for all the the URLs. It's a cool venue. Oh, yeah. You've been down there, right? Yeah, we went for the Valentine's Day. Ah, oh, see, that was so romantic. With Dr. Bass. Yes, well, we're going back there for his birthday. It's yeah. it's always 58 degrees in the cave, regardless of whether it's summer or winter. So um, if you're a person who experiences hot flashes, 
you might want to uh, take a take a walk down to the cave and cool off. Uh, or if you hate the winter cold like I do, you might want to walk down to the cave and warm up, uh, depending on what time of year it is. So that's all coming up. Bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. He's a treasure. He is a treasure to Knoxville and yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they know him all over the place. I mean, you go to you know, uh, any, the crime museums in Washington or in Pigeon Forge, wherever, there's usually a, a mention of Body Farm and Bill Bass. Yeah, I've seen like CSA, CSI fans mm-hmm. who get to meet him and, and tears come. I mean, yeah. Because uh, his work is foundational. I mean, there's, on the show CSI, Grissom used to know a lot about uh, bugs and decomposition the character of Grissom, but that's all straight from the body farm, all that research mm-hmm. about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the forensic entomologists. They put some bodies out there and measured the insects, and they, they, they took some blowflies and painted them orange, or they'll put a dot of paint on them, and they took them over to Neyland Stadium, and they let them go. And then they met, oh. went over, and then someone over to the body farm waited with a stopwatch and to see how long it took for the blowfly to smell the bodies at Neyland Stadium and find their way across the river to the body farm, and it was like less than an hour. <laughs> have you ever thought? Have you ever thought of uh, checking in when you check out? Uh, I have visited the body farm back. You know, uh, the current administration they they frowned on that. They don't allow that anymore. Yeah, but I had the opportunity uh, on a work project to go. Um, Probably almost twenty years ago. It's been fifteen years at least, uh, and check it out. But uh, now I'm. Uh, I personally will be buried because I'm into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, and the joke would be that if Doctor Bass outlives me, you know, he, I told him. I said, make sure you exhume me a couple of times and, and find out that how I died. <laughs> I want to make sure you figure it's out only who, right. who did it. Yeah. <laughs> if I die before you, bury me and exhume me until you figure out who killed me. Uh, so that's that's kind of the joke there, um, but I was up in the the D.C. area. Like I mentioned, you go to the FBI museum, which I don't know if you, that can. I don't think that's open to the public. I got to go to that because I was in the uh, FBI Citizens Academy. But they have that forensic research, and they send people down to Knoxville to study. But Rather than stay at a family's house, I decided to stay in one of these cheap motels that you're talking about. Oh, 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 oh outside tell me. Washington D.C. Tell me about it. And apparently, they cater to <clears throat> the tourist crowd, obviously, right? But it, I'd say it's more of an international crowd because uh, my wife and I were English speakers. Uh, but when we we get to this hotel, it's got a nice picture on. Um, Online, We bought it through one of the discounted websites, like Hotels.com. Mm-hmm. But it's got a picture of the swimming pool, and it says there's a free breakfast. And it's a reasonable picture of this, of this motel. Yeah. But Hotels.com and, and those sites are, um, are fraught with bait and switch. And they have no real culpability, yeah. and the, the place doesn't want to hear from you. Yeah. So we get there, and the... The physical outline of the building certainly resembled the one in the picture. It was the same building, uh-huh. but the swimming pool... <laughs> That's it. And it's hot. I mean, it's June. It's hot as heck. And the swimming pool just is, like, mostly empty, and it's got a tarp kind of, like, draped, you know, kind of falling down. Yeah. So they haven't used the pool. There's no hot that's hotter than oh, uh, D.C. D.C. and Baltimore. Maybe New Orleans, but those two cities. Well, they're because they're swamps. Yeah, yeah. basically. They're built, they're <laughs> yeah. built on swamps, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Potomac River, it was... They, nobody else wanted to build anything there, so that's how they got the land oh. to build the capital. Um, well... So that's, the pool is bad. You go, we go in, we're to the front door, and it's locked. The whole lobby area, the build, main building is locked. And the sign says, lobby closed, go next door to Motel 6. 
So we thought, oh, well, we got there late at night on a Sunday night. It would make sense. Sunday night after 10 p.m. Of course. Sure, oh, sure. Of course it's closed. So we go and we actually check in at the Motel 6 next door, which is owned by the same hotelier. And we get to our room and it's... I mean, Jerry was disappointed because it, it's a non-smoking room, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But this motel seems to cater to an international crowd that loves to smoke uh-huh. because they had a lot of smoking rooms and a couple yeah. of non-smoking rooms. International, uh, where you hold the cigarette, not between like this, it's like that if you're going to Oh, be, really? Yeah, that's the like European way. Well, that, this was, I would say, um, there was some kind of... Um, Asian holiday, and I'm going to say subcontinent of Asia, I'm going to guess that there was some kind of um, maybe Indian event happening because they there were signs up and there were people, and they, I, don't, I didn't notice how, what finger they used to smoke, mm-hmm. but they were smoking it's heavily, somewhere down here heavily, heavily and rapidly. Uh-huh. Um, and when we get into our room, there's cigarette burns on the sink. In you know, a non-smoking room. The formerly, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. they converted it. For the know. last half hour yeah. or so. And um, you know the uh, things like the they had a little coffee maker and a TV and things like that that you would expect, and I'm unplugging some of those so I can plug in my cell phone charger or my other devices, and I realize that this hotel is so old it's all the two prong outlets, you know not you know, not a three prong outlet. Uh-huh. So all they've done is they've taken the the digital TV the nice TV and they've broken off the third prong yeah. so that it fits into the two prong. Well, that's what I do at my house. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I got. I went off, spent all that money on adapters I, I, and I've power never, strips. I've never heard of that little plug saving anybody's life. So I just, <laughs> I just, and, it, and I don't even get pliers. I just, just saw it off. Listen to that sound. That's a very authentic. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So I thought here I am thinking it was terrible that they'd broken off all of those, mm-hmm. and out of habit, I'm taking a shower, and out of habit, being a married man, I reach down and I pull some hair out of the drain, uh, and then occurs to me that uh, this is not my wife's hair. She does not have jet black hair. Oh. I'm like, well, well, it's too late now. It's already in my hand. Oh. You know what am I going to do? It so, was the guy there for the Indian Fest, one of the guys with its long black and then, straight hair. And then uh, when we get, well, the, ne- that, the next night we get back to the room and there's two people having an argument. There's a lady who I'm going to guess is from uh, the Far East part of Asia. Um, I don't know which country because she had a mask on and I don't, didn't recognize the language. I could say maybe Chinese, maybe. And she's arguing with someone who appears to work at the hotel who is arguing back in Spanish. Oh. And the woman has a phone, so I'm assuming that she's using Google Translate to, so they can have this argument about how. T- and I, and I, you know, I don't know exactly what they talked about, but I'm observing it, and I'm thinking, well, that lady is a tourist, and she's got her, she's not unpacked her suitcase, she's got her mask on, she looks like she just got here from the airport. The other lady clearly works here, and is telling her, this is what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what I got out of it. This is it. This is the room. This is Here what you, you get. Yeah. And the woman, the traveler, very unhappy and is screaming about it and ultimately stalks off with her wheelie suitcase. So I'm assuming that she looked into this room and found that it wasn't what she thought she was buying online and left. So that happened. And then, well, the next morning we figured, well, at least we can go get the free breakfast, right? So we go to the main lobby, which, remember, was closed Sunday night. Still closed. It's been closed for two years. It's been closed since the lockdown. <laughs> so I go over to Days In. I'm like, uh, what about the free breakfast? Oh, no, it's not, not going to happen. We don't have that. We got coffee over here. You know, you can have a coffee if you want. So none of the things. So, oh, and I knew it was bad going in because when we when we reserved the room 
And actually, my, my daughter and my son-in-law were paying for it because we were really going to be there to help provide child care for a couple of days while he was out of town on business. Mm-hmm. My daughter's got five kids and a new baby. and Very nice. You know, uh, well, five kids, including a new baby, I should say. <laughs> and we were, it was lovely. It was going to be a great visit. And this motel was close to their house. And allegedly, they're a member of the Chamber of Commerce for that town. And my, son's in the, uh, my son-in-law is a member of the Chamber of Commerce. So we're going to go. It's a dump. But it was cheap. It was very cheap. And um, on the thing, it said six stars. I'm like, that's it. We're going to a six-star motel. Never heard Jerry. Of six stars. Six stars. And she's like, oh, yeah, six stars out of ten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and when you look it up, it's gone down. I think my wife must have left them a bad review. Yeah. Because it's no longer a six-star <clears throat> motel. It's gone down to, I think, 4.9. Uh, but still, if you just look at it, you think 4.9. Wow. Man, uh, I'm still trying not to heave over the hair and the drain thing. Well, so I, I, look at me. I just, did, my... I just did a commercial for human decomposition. Yeah, a little true, bit of hair true. and drain. You know, true. Uh, and this is a, another time my wife and I literally stayed across the street at another cheap motel. Uh, literally, physically across the street from the where we stayed. And that one was so bad, we thought we're not going to go back there. <laughs> oh, no. Because that motel is where my wife earned the nickname Jerry the Brave. Because I am not afraid of the dead. Um, when when um, if there's a, we have to have a mouse in the house at Christmas time or something like that, we set a trap, kill the mouse, I take care of it. Uh, things die in the pool all the time. Um, that's not, pr- not a problem for what, me. Like neighbors, Jehovah's Witnesses, what? Uh, oh, Ooh. No, well, this would be mostly um, critters, mostly oh, voles, moles, voles. Yeah. Um, occasionally, once I'm a rabbit. Maybe a, a salamander or a frog. Maybe a, one okay. time a squirrel. Let's talk about the drain again. All right. But anyway, so all those dead things, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but I am grossed out by really one thing, and it's poo. I, I, I really? Don't, I, poo, I don't like the poo. So we get to the, the cheapo motel a couple of years ago, the one across the street, and the toilet is clogged, right? You know, and I can't, I can't handle it. I, 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 Is there I, a window I can roll down and hang my head out? I can't. I'm not going to be able to, to do anything. This is not. This is out of my out of my department. So my wife, as I say, she earned the nickname Jerry the Brave because mm-hmm. she solved the problem on her own using the implements that were available to us, uh, which was the the straw from a 64 ounce Big Gulp cup to um, use it like a stick. And, and break up the blockage and, and move it along. She's a very brave woman. Very brave. But she won't touch anything dead. Uh, uh, dead to me, uh, some stranger's hair in the drain, I got it. But yeah. I, 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 this, um, I, I draw the, who is where I draw the line? If you're charting this on some kind of a map or, <laughs> or flow chart on a whiteboard, it went south. <laughs> it went south. Um, at the point where they were cutting the hands off of a hooker. Oh, no, not, I made that plural. It wasn't hand. as bad. Hand. It was only one. One hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knew her as lefty. Okay, okay. So, so this so. place would get a, obviously get a bad review on, on Yelp. I found the thing on my phone here. I, I like you, find these entertaining that, because I know that every word, after hearing you on the... It's going to be true. The straw and the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've heard of turkey and the straw. Yeah, this is the other the straw and the turkey. This is the other way yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, i got to put my, my wife's glasses on because I can't see this. <laughs> Do I... 
They look good. Do you find the librarian look to be hot? Sure. It's, it's very hot. Okay, all right. It's great. So here are some of the, uh, we won't say the name of the place. I didn't, I didn't because, mention the name of those cheapo yeah, motels either. Yeah, either. yeah. Uh, these are some of the Cause, reviews. Because the Days Inn next door was where we should have stayed. Or was it Motel 6? Whatever it was. The one next door was actually nice because they're nationally branded. Yeah. And there's a uh, level of, of responsibility. Sure. We stayed in the no-name hotel yeah. that just has, you know, like, it's like near references to, like, the Washington area. Oh, you should stay in this area, you know. Yeah. But it has no uh, um, affiliation with a, a legitimate reputable brand. So somebody checked out of this place, and here's what they <laughs> wrote afterward. All right. Everything about this place is horrible. <laughs> it should be torn down. <laughs> it is literally under an overpass of the interstate directly next to a bum camp. <laughs> it's the Bum Camp Marriott. <laughs> when in Washington, stay at the Bum Camp. Um, I Okay, here it is. Um, I know it was my mistake, honestly. I should never have... It's a dumb mistake. I should never have gone to this motel. The inside of the place looked like something out of a horror show. (laughs) I have news for the hotel owners. You can't rent out a room 5,000 times over 20 years and never renovate. (laughs) There. I just look. All right, here's the next... It's true. Yeah. You get the same old shower curtain, the same old... I mean... It's, everything about it is disgusting. One month after that review, Tony checked into the same motel, uh, T-O-N-I, Tony. and she said, Do not book here. <laughs> it smells like a bong bowl in the room. <laughs> now, that probably made, there's probably 20 guys who signed up for that exact reason. Yeah, the Sheraton bong bowl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I got two more. Um, uh, same place, the Easy Something Motel. Oh, no, no, uh, no. This is a month and a half later. The shower had one setting, scalding hot. Mm. You could not add cold because the knob was broken. I brushed my teeth with scalding water. And by, and by the morning, the water was still in the sink because it was clogged. Hey, this is not as gross as his. Uh, the mattress felt like well, you car- should look down the drain and see what's down there before you <laughs> make that assertion. <laughs> the mattress felt like a cardboard box. The balcony of her upstairs room was littered with floss picks. Now, how does that happen? Well, you know, I, I've got a friend in Maryville named Mitch Moore, and he used to, he takes pictures of floss picks that he finds everywhere. And that's his thing. It's like he, he makes Facebook posts Maybe. of floss picks that he'll find in parking lots. I don't know why people drop their floss we picks. We should forward this to him. We should. Yeah. But, I mean, I have to admit that they are pretty handy. The jacuzzi was cloudy and the color of chicken soup. No. They, they, you wouldn't even, why would you even go near a jacuzzi in a place like that? And now, now here's the Let me last. picture of the chicken soup for a second. <laughs> it's kind of yellow. Yeah, but who would ever chunky? Get, who would ever get into one of those community? Uh, have you ever like? gotten into one at a at a, like a? I used to, there used to be a, a workout joint called the Rush. It's gone now. Yeah, I mean, with the old guy with no shirt. You ever go into the the hot tub at that place? Like after you're tired and your exercise, you want to get in there. You go in and you turn on the jets and you sit down, and then you realize your mistake. Yeah. Because the foam, the 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 foam that just starts coming out of the the bubbles, and it's got this this greasy, 
um, a veneer to it. Yeah, does it's, anybody yeah. have like a trash can? Okay. I could beside, beside me. <laughs> Just to, I know. Yeah, the water seemed Ooh. fine yeah, until my. you agitated it, and and then the yeah the the, the grease the yeah the oils. Well, Frank, here's my last oh, okay. one, and this one someone wrote, and it's almost like you know being in the biz. It's almost like poetic. Um, commercial copy. Oh, oh, good. So I thought I would read it as a commercial. What do you use? You, I don't know if I have rights to the music. Yeah, I'll fade it. Then, then, okay, how about, I will put, how about I, you give me a little generic, just something? I will put some music under you in post. I will make it the most the best possible music under you in post. How about that? All right. All right. So just imagine it in your head. You're doing it like you're in the studio. Wait, you don't listen to when you make a commercial. You don't listen to the music bed while you're making the commercial. Yes, I do. Yes, I guess I do. What? Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Because when I do a commercial, I record it dry and I do all the the footsing to it, and then I find a music bed that fits it, and I match marry them together later. Maybe that's why you have your own show, and I'm <laughs> sitting here reading hotel reviews off my phone with my wife's glasses on. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's called Frank and Friends. No, but I have I have some music. Let me find. Not- the Jeff Code. I, I will see if I have some lovely music that you can that we can play for. Yeah, you. I'd feel better. All right, <laughs> this is weird to me because I never would have occurred. It never would have occurred to me that um, you would listen to the production bed while you're doing the commercial. That just seemed, you know, well, it never occurred to me that you um, would be digging in the uh, drain <laughs> at a. Flea bite ho- hotel today. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's love, right? That's, that's love right. for Jerry the I Brave. Know. I was she was getting the, she was going to take the shower love after me, for... and I just wanted to make sure everything was cleared out, and it wasn't my hair, and it wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. So, all right, give me a second, and we'll get. You're going to like this because at the end it mentions something that I know you're very fond of. Okay, so here we go. I've got uh, music that uh, sounds like Star Wars. I've got music that sounds like a, a sailor theme, Tennessee Hayride, local saloon. Drive-in. This is kind of a driving. Yeah, you want something that. lush like? Yeah, uh, like yeah, like uh, Leroy Anderson. Thing. All right, I think I know exactly. I think I know the one. I think Gateway in the Golden Age. There is you, you want. go. Here we go. All right. So I'll play it over here, and then we'll we'll dub it in uh, nice on the uh, on the YouTube's. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Holiday for Strings. Yes, exactly. It's a rip off of that. And Fiddle Thaddle also, which is another uh, great Leroy Anderson piece. Syncopated Clock, back to you. Oh. Um, Christmas Festival Overture. Slate How about ride? Leroy Van Dyke, the auctioneer? Don't know him. I've heard his brother Dick. No, wait. <laughs> you heard what? <laughs> now, here is the last review somebody posted for the exact same okay. uh, cheap motel. Um... I was in Afghanistan for 10 months. I was more comfortable there than this filthy pit. Music up. Good, good, good. <clears throat> and the, and this, it, it's, it, it, okay. Here's the, here's the, like the kicker. This hotel was in Paris. France? Uh, or it could be Kentucky, I don't know. But yeah, it says, there's a Paris. If this hotel... Was the last room in Paris? Get out of Paris! <laughs> now, now here's here you go, Frank. This is the one that I know uh, the ending you're gonna like. Thank you. 
I wouldn't take a blind hooker to this hotel. <laughs> and, you know, I would not. They should say the smell, a blind right? one-handed um, hooker to this hotel. Yeah, right, because she'd be more sensitive to the smell because, you know, I heightened your other senses. (laughs) Wow. Now, now, really, I don't think management can write anything back that's going to fix that. That's nice. (laughs) Yeah, you can't cleanse that. That's it from here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good piece of music there. That's by Aaron Kenny. It's called The Gaiety in the Golden Age. Thank you, friend. See, <laughs> so YouTube gives you music beds that you can use uh, without getting dinged. Um, like, if you use copyrighted music, they will say, sometimes they'll take your video down. I've heard that. And other times they'll say, you can have yeah. this, but we're going to put ads in it, yeah. and all of the proceeds go to right. the composer. Right. Frank, the there's a lot of reasons this one will be taken down. It has <laughs> nothing to do with Leroy Van Dyke or YouTube. It's gonna, there's a whole lot of reasons this will be taken down. <laughs> right? Come well, on. All right. Well, that was a great episode, and I appreciate you being here. I'll remind you. you again that you can find our fine merch at frankandfriendsshow.com slash store, whether you want the uh, drinkware, the clothing. Maybe we're going to find Jeff a shirt that resembles the beach towel yes. so that he can uh, wear the logo. in. Uh, and I think there is one on there. It's got the wraparound. And if it isn't on there, I will just go into the settings and activate it because it exists. Such things exist. Well, you're not just a nice guy to watch or to uh, listen to. You're also uh, just a, a nice quality person to know. Oh, so that's sweet. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you really are. And and you see it. We're here at Frank's house, and you see it on every hanging uh, things of faith, <laughs> things of family yeah. on the walls. And I just I love that. It's just. What a cool thing for us to be here. Thank well, you. you just got yourself invited back. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good, because it's almost pool season. Yes. Uh, it's always pool season. Well, I guess I keep the pool open from uh, mid-April to mid-October, so you get six months. Um, meanwhile, uh, you can listen to Audible to- any time of the year. Where if, if it's the winter and you can't go swimming, what are you going to do? Listen to an audiobook mm-hmm. and use our code uh, when you go to audibletrial.com slash show. Sign up for the free 30-day premium membership, and premium members get an MP3 download every month. I finally did that. I finally, two you, months ago, signed up. So it, you know. It, it just it makes so much sense, and it adds so much to your life. Yeah, it's found time. So you can listen to these books that you've been meaning to. To read while you're doing something else, you know, you can pop in the earbuds and just go about your business or listen in the car, listen in bed, listen on the Amazon Alexa, on the phone, on the Apple CarPlay, on the on all the <laughs> things. Just listen to a, a book or a podcast or now custom audio entertainment. You know, you got you and I have been in the business for 40 years of making custom audio entertainment on FM radio. Well, Audible figured out that there's money in that and that's what they're doing. So it's comedy shows and it's dramas it's just stuff just stuff because that's people are craving more i mean you know the state of of commercial radio it's people are craving quality intelligent talk and stuff that activates the mind you can listen to the songs anytime you know but audible is for the other stuff yeah and we're uh, driving to where we driving to in pennsylvania honey jim thorpe pennsylvania and i have no fears 
of that long, long, long drive because yeah. I know I can take that with me. And yeah. before you know it, you're there. I, yeah, I, in the old I days, just, we used to be punching the button, trying to scan, trying to find a station. And I just put it on and cruise. Nice. I just finished my all-time favorite book, but I'd never heard it on audio. Um, and it's called The Yearling by Marjorie Kenyon Rawlings. That's and a famous book. It was such a treat to have somebody just read it to me, like mom tucking me in. That's a brilliant and idea. And read me a story. I'm, you know what? I think I'm interested in that. I'm going to find some of my favorite books from childhood about dead bodies. And um, <laughs> well, I know a guy can hook you up. Make sure you make it plural, though, I used to, listen, to the I used website. To, I used to read these books called Alfred Hitchcock and the Three Investigators. And it was a weird series of books about these kids who would uh, solve mysteries in Hollywood, and occasionally they'd cross paths with Alfred Hitchcock. Um, so I'm going to try to see if I can find those and listen to those. Yeah, it's pretty cool because I find when I read a book that's really dear that I miss the people at the end. Oh, I yeah. miss them. And this is, it's cool to well, read. We did that with, uh, with our kids. We did the Harry Potter uh, books on car drives. We would listen to those, the audio versions of those. Um, and yeah, so good. Yeah, so, yeah. so very good. Well, thank you. Thanks. It's all fun right. to be a part of all this. Thank you. Uh, well, that's the show. We appreciate your uh, subscribing and watching and listening and doing supporting with all of the different things. Uh, if you want, you can actually just literally send us a donation. You can PayPal it to uh, frankandfriendsshow at gmail.com, and I will spend it on batteries or some other thing for the for the some of the decor. <laughs> I'll even water the plant, you know, whatever I got to do. <laughs> uh, Jeff Detrow, what a pro. Hall of Fame radio DJ from the Jeff and Jer Show in San Diego. Yes, that same guy right here in Knoxville with me on the Frank and Friends Show. I hope you'll come back soon. It's fun being your friend, Frank. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Jeff Detrow. And we'll talk to you again next time.